The U.S. District Court has ordered the Internal Revenue Service to repay Wisconsin and five other states a combined $839 million to cover the cost of an unlawful Obamacare tax on state Medicaid programs. Wisconsin is expected to receive nearly $90 million in the settlement. Attorney General Brad Schimmel, who helped lead the lawsuit, joins us today on this edition of the MacGyver Report Extra. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Hey, Matt. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you and for uh, being just, here. Just so your your listeners aren't confused, there are there were actually two different Obamacare lawsuits. Mm-hmm. One of them, we got a decision on last week. The other one, we're making arguments on September 5th. That's right. Down in the Northern District of Texas. The one, the one we got the win on is is resulting in an order that the federal government refund $88 million in fees that they attach to Wisconsin's Medicaid uh, uh, bills. Refund that back to Wisconsin so we can put that Medicaid money back into taking care of people in Wisconsin. And we're going to get into that in just a moment, but let's talk about the difference between the two lawsuits, because it is confusing, and perhaps that confused the mainstream media to the point where they turned to stone and could not report on this, because I think I saw this last week, at least from the Texas front, from A.G. Paxton, talking about Texas winning a pretty hefty settlement, and the uh, hefty settlements, of course, for for several other states, including Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, and Wisconsin, and Nebraska, all parties to this lawsuit. What is this lawsuit? What does it specifically deal with, Attorney General, and uh, and how does it compare or contrast with the other lawsuit we're talking about? Well, one of the Obamacare promises that didn't come true was that insurance companies were going to get a huge windfall from all these new customers that were going to come flocking to them, and then Congress had authorized as part of Obamacare that those insurance companies be taxed for that. But now Congress in that, in passing that law, did specifically say, you can't charge the state, though. Well, the Obama administration decided to issue a rule that they were going, because they didn't get the fees from the windfalls at the insurance companies, that they would pass that on to the states. And so that's what they did. They were including the the so-called windfall tax in the bills to the states for our Medicaid fees. Um, it was an unlawful delegation of Congress's taxing power to an appointed board. And we sued, we challenged this, and we just got the decision that um, we're entitled to $88 million refund from the federal government from this. They're actually about to hit us with another $32 million or so in September, and we're going back to the judge to, uh, to make sure that we get declaratory judgment that says they can't charge us in September for this, because otherwise we'll be back on the same boat of having to get them to refund money we shouldn't have paid again. Yeah, that's a good point. So I guess what what happens next in all of this, we know that Texas and Indiana and Wisconsin, Kansas, Louisiana, and Nebraska were involved in this. Does this open the door to other states who say, hey, we got a raw deal here, too. Can they now file a lawsuit? Can they collect damages? And how likely is it the judge will say yes to a declaratory judgment and Wisconsin does not have to deal with this unconstitutional fee again? Well, more states should have joined this lawsuit back then. I don't know what decisions they made. I think some of them just didn't want to criticize Obamacare in any way, but the bottom line was the federal government was taking money from the states to to prop up this law, and they took it from other states. 
they may be able to go to court now and file their own lawsuits. I don't know, though, for sure, because there may be statute of limitations issues for those past fees. I don't know. But uh, six states did did take on the fight. And right now, the Trump administration, Department of Justice, is going to have to decide whether to appeal this or not. Um, if they do, it would go to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is a pretty conservative court that uh, that does favor state rights, states' rights as it should. But so is the Trump administration, a conservative That's administration right. that does favor states' rights and has has uh, had uh, no end of problems with Obamacare and uh, has often noted and and charged that this is an unconstitutional law from the ground up. How likely is it that Jeff Sessions would appeal in this case? I think there's a pretty decent chance that they're going to... They, they have some dispute with us about the numbers, that they think we're slightly off mm-hmm. on the numbers that the court found. They may have some dispute with that, and it's possible we may just reach a settlement and resolve it short of any kind of an appeal. We'll see. We do know that um, that the U.S. Department of Justice did uh, concede that we were right in our, in our other Obamacare lawsuit yep. uh, and conceded that at this point, because of the actions taken by Congress in the Tax Reform Act, Obamacare is no longer constitutional. Okay, so that brings us to the next series of questions. We're talking with the Wisconsin Attorney General Brad Schimmel. Big news, and it's just not been reported, $88 million the state of Wisconsin will receive in this multi-million dollar settlement that uh, I think has recouped over $839 million from uh, four taxpayers in Obamacare. Again, constitutional questions surrounding uh, payments or what was promised and what was not delivered. That pretty much sums up Obamacare in general. Um, This money that we're talking about here, almost $89 million, that would be money that could go back into what? A number of different priorities. It could help buy down, uh, you know, pay for a tax relief plan, for instance. It could pay for what we have in reinsurance or what have you. What, what What could this be used for? It, it, it really is money that came from what the state had designated to be spent for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a, it'll be ultimately up to the legislature and the governor to decide where to go with that money. But there, there is in works um, a plan to reinstitute Wisconsin's um, high-risk pool. Yep. We had a very successful high-risk pool before Obamacare that made sure that people with high-risk, high and expensive conditions got coverage but then spread the cost of that coverage over all the insurers in the marketplace so nobody went bankrupt when they ended up with with uh, a handful of these high-risk cases. Wisconsin may go back to that, and the governor had been proposing earlier this year, I think it was $200 million into that. Um, this $88 million could go toward that, it, but ultimately that's up to the legislature to decide. Sure, that would cover... We'll, we'll, bring, we'll bring it back, and they'll figure out what to do with it. Yep, indeed. $88 million, $89 million would go a long way to help. And again, this reinsurance um, initiative is really 
in response to Obamacare and the cost associated with, uh, you know, the individual marketplace and others and what it has done to the marketplace, what it has done to the cost of insurance for some segments of the population. Now let's talk a little bit about the other lawsuit. That is a huge lawsuit, too, and it's tied to, as you said, the Tax Reform Act that was approved by Congress, and within that Tax Reform Act, there was something very important in Obamacare dealing with the individual mandate. As you noted, the Department of Justice agreed with the states, you and Ken Paxton from uh, Texas, two attorney generals have led that lawsuit. You got a big win earlier this summer. Where does that stand now? Where is that going? We have oral arguments in front of the judge in the federal district, uh, northern district of Texas, on uh, September 5th. And the issue, the real issue that the judge set it for hearing on is whether he should impose summary judgment, meaning just rule in our favor and the case is done, or issue injunction against Obamacare and then let the case go forward on the merits. I know this is complicated for your listeners, but what happened is we filed the lawsuit against the Trump administration because they're now in power. They inherited this that they didn't like, but they have it. And... Um, the answer from the U.S. Department of Justice was that we're right. We had asked for an injunction against Obamacare going forward because we wanted it to move quickly because insurers are making decisions right now about what plans to offer in the coming months. Consumers are going to be making decisions in October about what options they're going to select for their health care. This needs to get some resolution so that the marketplace can know what to do. So we sought a preliminary injunction. It, it was the U.S. Department of Justice that proposed instead that the court issue a summary judgment and just find in our favor and be done with it. Mm-hmm. That's what the judge will be deciding is which, which of those two routes to take. And will the decision be delivered in time, as you say, to deal with the realities and the preparation of the marketplace? Boy, we hope so. And that's how the injunction process is designed to work. Is that's that's why we sought an injunction because it's quicker. Yeah. To go to summary judgment, the judge has to find that on the merits of the case, there's no reasonable likelihood that the other side could prevail. That's that's tough. With a preliminary injunction, they only have to find that there's a likelihood that we'll prevail and that we'll be harmed. Uh, irreparably if the court doesn't impose the injunction. So it, getting an injunction is, is generally a quicker route. That's why we proposed it. We don't object to the judge issuing summary judgment. We just want things to move quickly, though. Yeah. And this would move, an injunction would move it more quickly to the to the appellate courts in our in our opinion too. Very good. And then ultimately, is is there a settlement involved? Or ultimately, this this says Obamacare. Uh, what's tied into the thing that's holding up Obamacare is unconstitutional. Right. So back in 2012, the U.S. Supreme Court determined that in, that Obamacare was constitutional. They said that the individual mandate itself was not constitutional because while while the federal government can regulate commerce, it cannot force people to buy things. And the court said, yeah, the individual mandate is forcing you to buy insurance. But they said what really matters is the tax penalty. If you don't buy the insurance, you face a tax penalty, and that's just the governor government raising revenue, which they're allowed to do. 
So it was a stretch, by found. the way. It was yeah, a well, st- it was a stretch of an argument, but that's what they found. Yep. But now, now Congress has eliminated the tax penalty in the Tax Reform Act that was signed by President Trump last December. That is now eliminated, which leaves the individual mandate all by itself. The Supreme Court has already concluded that the individual mandate is unconstitutional on its own. So this is going to hasten the fall of Obamacare. It's go- it was going to fall eventually because it was a string of broken promises. Your rates did not go down. They went up. Your options for consumers in the marketplace did not go up. They went down. Insurers are getting out of the market. They're limiting the number of options they're offering to their customers. And it, that infamous promise that if you like your doctor, you can keep them, that didn't turn out to be true. If you like your health insurance, you can keep it. That hasn't turned out to be true. So, And, and also, the promise, the biggest promise, I guess, was that everyone was going to have insurance. And that remains untrue. There are still millions of Americans who are not insured because Obamacare has been a colossal failure. So it's going to fall under its own weight. We think it needs to. We think we need to get this undone in a faster way because then people won't suffer while we wait for the while the marketplace waits for the situation to be worked out. Yeah, this gives it the push, and it's already yeah. in a death spiral, but it gives it a push over the side, and it ties into the the first lawsuit that we talked about that simply hasn't been reported on. This is this eight hundred thirty nine million dollars settlement that is all about the broken promises and the failures of Obamacare as well. And in this case, Wisconsin, through your leadership, was very wise to get on board with this lawsuit because now you're looking at the potential of nearly $90 million. I know things have to be settled in terms of appeal and reconciliation with the Justice Department, but that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money coming back to the coffers of Wisconsin uh, because of um, your leadership in this area. Thank you so much for joining us and explaining that and getting the word out. Thank you, Matt. All right, take care. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the MacGyver Report Extra.